All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the True Players broadcast. It's episode 77, people, and the NBA Finals are upon us. The Toronto Raptors are in the finals for the first time in franchise history after making change of a buck in Milwaukee. We're going to talk about the matchups between the Golden State Warriors and Toronto Raptors. Drew's going to give you his pick for who wins the series. I'm going to give you my pick for who wins the series. You be the judge on that. A Woj bomb was dropped this morning. Houston Rockets are willing to trade everybody and anybody except for James Harden. And is LeBron on the trading block too? We're going to discuss this in full detail. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick the intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like Gluty us. I do have something to say. All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free, and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? The boys are back. Yep. Episode 77 is the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast. NBA Finals are one day away. Yeah, they're tomorrow. They're, are, they, are, they start tomorrow. It's Wednesday right now. They, they moved them up because it used to be June 1st, and then they jumped it up two days because we've, we've had a drought. We've had an NBA basketball drought. I mean, it's been pretty boring. Past no shit. Days. We, we were just discussing how the media is just fishing for stuff. Oh, it's, so like, it's fishing season for sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. What Steph ate for breakfast this morning. Right. The length of Kawhi's braids. Yeah. All right. Episode 77, Drew. What, what do you got? Whose episode is this? Give it to me. Um, 77. Uh, 1977, number one overall draft pick is a gentleman that I am not familiar with. Oh. Maybe you'll know him more than I did. He went to the University of Indiana. He went to the... So, JC. <laughs> He went to the <laughs> University of Indiana. Oh, okay. And his name is Kent Benson. He was drafted number one overall to the Milwaukee Bucks, who also had the third overall draft pick in that draft as well. They had one and three? Yeah. Interesting. I know. I don't know must how, have been horrible. Don't know how that worked. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know Kent. I don't know Kent Benson either. What kind of numbers did he put up? I didn't. Look- I didn't look that deep. Hmm. I didn't look that deep. But Kent, uh, shout out to you, man. That was a soft, soft draft, probably. Number one overall pick. It's got to be somebody else, though, Drew. Who else you got for me? Uh, 1977 players born in that year. Vince Carter, still playing. Steve Francis, franchise. Stevie CB franchise. franchise. Manu Ginobili, Stefan Marbury, Paul Pierce, Jason Terry. Peja Stojakovic, Tyrone Liu, Little Liu, <laughs> Jelani McCoy. Oh, shout out to you, Jelani. He finally hit me up yesterday. Nice. And Mateen Cleaves, because I just threw Mateen in there because that what was my guy. What a stud he was. In that was my guy. The Michigan State, that was like the first time I really, really loved an uh, NCAA basketball team. That was him and Mo Pete, right? Yep, Mo Pete. Um, Tom Izzo's first. Uh, maybe is They it won his, it, right? Is it his only national championship? He's been in so many Final Fours. Right. Maybe he's won two. I don't know. Who it's else hard was to on that squad? Though it was Mateen, Mopey, Charlie Mopi. Bell. That's who it was. Um, he had some burn. It was right. I think it was right. It was before Zebo came through. Zebo was right in that mix, and Jason Richardson was was around. After, right Those were that. all around that time. But Mateen was the man. God, he was so good. And he was not good in the NBA. No. He just couldn't put it together. He reminded me a lot of like. Uh, remember Khalid Elamine? No. Khalid Elamine, UConn. No, I know Khalid, the uh, the singer, the eighteen year old pop star. That's not him. 
Yeah, they were just too fat and too short to make it to the NBA. Too short, and Mateen never really had a jumper. Nobody. I mean, he never really had one, especially from NBA range. He could never really get it. So who are you going to pick on this, Drew? I yeah. mean, that's a lot to choose from. I mean, Starberry's big. Stevie Franchise is big. Yeah. I think, you know, I think, we've, I think we, we did a Vince Carter episode. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, it, for me, it's, it's Franchise, Stevie Franchise, or it's uh, Stefan Marbury. And I love Steve Francis, dude. That dunk contest that year that he did, like that he won, uh, or maybe he lost in the finals. Hard to remember, but insane. He, I mean, he was just so electric and one of the one of the most athletic little guys I've ever seen. Um, and his story, I mean, both him and Starberry both have a crazy story. I remember the story of a franchise. Um, it was on the Players Tribune. I think I talked about it on the show mm-hmm. where Stevie was like, "Dude, I was selling crack on the corner, right?" And then the next thing I knew. Hakeem Elijah or yeah, Hakeem was teaching me how to dress like right. Buying me suits, showing Houston. me what to, yeah, 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 yeah. Showing me what to do. And, and I, um, I think we should do a franchise. I would love that. Stevie, Stevie franchise from the best generation of point guards, dog. Think about that. <laughs> Stevie franchise, Baron Davis, a Starberry, Um, give me some more. Jason Kidd, Jason, Steve Kidd, Nash, Jason Williams. Yeah. Like that, that man. And Stevie franchise was, so fucking good. He was so good. His handle was so that like anytime you like look up Stevie franchise, it's crazy because um God, what was my clipper point guard name? He put my boy in the blender. And it's just all that's like his main one of his main highlights. Troy Hudson. It was uh, Troy Hudson that he did so dirty. Yeah. Um but he also has his issues, man. I mean, yeah. there was like two years ago there there were pictures surfacing where Steve Francis looked fucked up right and i actually got to meet him last year at the all-star game nice. with baron davis and, nice um he looked fine to me yeah i think he's i think he's recovered well i mean he's got a shit ton of money as long as he managed it well he should he should be doing just fine uh-huh. well but let's do it then stevie franchise Steven francis the third congratulations brother you in now you're famous episode 77 all right let's get into this uh since the last time we broadcasted <laughs> um game six it was right before game six yep of the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, we both had. Oh, did you have Toronto winning? I didn't. I didn't have. I think we both thought it was going to be the home, the yeah. home court advantage, the way that it was playing out. Um, and it was. I think it was Game Five, the one that we just like we did not see coming, because Toronto had eighteen threes in that game. Kawhi played his ass off, and they they really did. Like they made everybody else on that team beat them. Right? They they they, they go. All right, we're going to focus all our energy on Giannis. Literally everybody else on the floor, you guys go ahead and shoot as many shots as you like. You guys beat us. If we lose that way, then we lose it. And then they win game five. They win game six. Um, four in a row, Drew. Four in a row, man. Four in a row, which like uh, uh, Milwaukee hadn't lost three in a row all season. Right. And again, I I, I mean, I, we, we tend to repeat ourselves all the time. But in the playoffs, when you're facing teams seven times, you know, y- you just adjust. And there's kind of this this feeling in the back of your head where it's like, well, there's no way Giannis can just dunk his way to a fucking title. Right. You know, and I think the number was when Kawhi guarded Giannis, it was 29 percent. The dude was mm-hmm. shooting because mm-hmm. because it was team. It wasn't right. just Kawhi right. like every they put Kawhi on him and they said, all right, everyone clog the paint. Kawhi, you'll handle your business. If he gets by you, we're going to have three guys surrounding him and he's going to have to figure out uh, to kick it to somebody who can't shoot or Middleton. Middleton was the only guy that was really stepping up for them. Brooke Lopez was nowhere to be found. Fuck, man. Nikola Miritich was like a negative out there, which both of those things I think kind of go back to uh, Budenholzer. He didn't he didn't show himself well on the back end of these uh, this series because these last couple games he got out coached by Nick Nurse. Um, I mean, just in general, he can't really you can't blame him for Bledsoe just like not being able to hit a broadside of a barn. And you can't really blame him. Isn't that his M.O., though? It is kind I mean, of his M.O. And you can't really blame him for, like, playing Brogdon because Brogdon wasn't great. But you, you you would assume that he'll pick it up. And he just wasn't very good. Uh, they should have played. A, I wanted to see a lot more Pat Connaughton. You know, you know I'm a Connaughton guy. He plays guy. his ass off. Dude. Bro, he's got a 42-inch vert. Yeah. He can shoot. I heard he was supposed to go, like, pro baseball, He too. can throw 97-mile-an-hour fastball. <laughs> Is that what they say? 97. He, ah! played, he was a pitcher at Notre Dame. When I was, like him. Like, I would take him on my team any day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because Portland let him go because they had a lot of guys in that similar. Too many white boys. Yeah. They had well, first of all, the other quota, they were, they, were being, they were over their quota. It was over quota. You have to pay a tax if you have more than three white it's people true. on your team. It's true. So, yeah, Milwaukee, they were like, all right we're safe here we need one it's wisconsin we have to have one so they went with him and um 
But anyway, I would have loved to see him play more. Um, and honestly, George Hill, it would have been those two. I would have played a lot more uh, than Bledsoe uh, and Brogdon. But it is what it is. I mean, like, Budenholzer couldn't come up with a scheme to figure out a way to free up Giannis. Uh, I would have posted Brooke Lopez. I would have posted these guys because they were they were playing small pretty much the whole time. Gasol did his thing. He, he's, he came up big in, in big moments for Toronto. And so did Ibaka. But there was just no like offense. They just they just were like, okay, Giannis, go. And then he would kick it to Middleton, who would hit a shot, and then everybody else was just missing. I think that's something that needs to be addressed this summer, definitely. Like Giannis was great, and he, he was is great. Yeah. But I think looking back at this series, Giannis is gonna—they're gonna have to figure out a way. Like either he needs to become a threat from 18 feet. He has to. Actually, he, he has to. He has Agreed. to do that. Agreed, because it's they're seeing. Now, now teams are going to have the blueprint on how to play them every single time. Yep. You know, and and if you're if you're if your uh, teammates aren't hitting their shots, the shit's just not going to work. Exactly. And like you said, Bledsoe did not show up. Brogdon was still getting his legs back from being mm-hmm. injured. He was Middleton, out for like a month and a you half. Know, Middleton. Eh. He was inconsistent, right. but I tell you, he did. He stepped up. For me, he stepped up as much as he as he could. I mean, there was other. Other games where he could have played better, but he had that like thirty-five point game or something like that. I think and Lopez, dude, like, yo, bro, you're literally the biggest dude on the court. Come on, bro, yeah. Step your game up. Stop, you know. But what do you think this means for 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 Giannis, though? It's nothing. What does it mean for him? Is it's the eighteen foot jump shot? That's what it means internally. He needs to go. All right, like if I can if I can hit an eighteen foot jump shot or even like a sixteen foot like dead like Tony Parker, just start hitting sixteen footers on my way to the rim because he can still attack. And they're playing so far off him that he can do a little step back or just a stop and pop. And he's so long, like, no one will be able to defend that. I would love for Giannis, instead, like, he's already worked with Kobe. Yeah. I would love, and I said this about for Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan for so many fucking years. I would love for Giannis to just work with Akeem all summer. Sure. How can I get a turnaround jumper? How can I get a hook? How can I get, you know what I mean? Right. Because he's long enough. Ain't nobody going to block his shit. Right. You know? So... I would love to see that from him. And we didn't see a whole lot of him in the post. That's no. the other thing I'll say. I mean, they, they tried a lot of ways to get him the ball, but we didn't see a whole lot of him posting up. I mean, especially against someone like Siakam. When they were putting Siakam on him, I would have had him in the mid post or low block and then go to work because then they'll double and then it's an open shot for somebody. Again, it's the same problem because they need someone that they can rely on other than Middleton to knock down a three. What it means for the Bucks for me is like – you. Without a doubt in my mind, you need to re-sign Chris Middleton. You have to spend the money because you are Milwaukee, and there's not – I mean – Is he restricted or unrestricted? I think he's unrestricted mm-hmm. this year. It's not going to be easy for them to sign a free agent, a big free agent to, to go there. It's not going to be easy. Even though there's a draw to play with someone like Giannis, I just don't see that really like kind of folding the way that they wanted to. Even, even someone along the lines of Kemba Walker, who's going to get a lot of people courting him this offseason – I don't see him being like, yeah, I'll go play in Milwaukee over New York or Brooklyn or L.A. or all these other teams that are in for him. I think their their best option is to max Chris Middleton, make him stay, and then try and build a little bit more around. Okay, but then how do you build? A, and I wanted to get into this on the last show that we did. Yeah. Like this Supermax deal for these players and right. these teams really puts you in a tight situation. Yeah. Giannis making all NBA two years in a row is up for the biggest contract biggest. in Ev- the history ever. of the NBA, yeah. which seems to be happening like every, every other year. Every six months. Yeah, it's yeah. happening. Yeah. But you look at this $259 million for five. Yeah. We're talking $50 million. Mm-hmm. And if you try to max Chris you're st- at 150, you're stuck. You're stuck. Right. And it really puts small market teams like. Portland two. We'll get back to the Toronto series, but like Dame's up for one ninety one for four. Right, right, right. One hundred ninety one million dollars for four years, and then you got to pay CJ. And if the cap's going to be one hundred and five million dollars, right? How are you going to? Then you got to really play chess and try to pick up veterans and like these. The, this is what's crazy about Toronto. Not one player on Toronto was a lottery pick. Right, not one. They found the right clientele. I like to say clientele. But these Supermax deals can really fuck a small franchise. Absolutely. I mean, look at the Wizards, right? Like yeah. they're, they're handcuffed by John Wall's contract, mm-hmm. and he may never be the same John Wall. I mean, after it's his, Achilles. his knee first and then the Achilles. <clears throat> like, I don't know how they expect him to be, like, the same when player. When they pay that they, him for speed and athleticism. And, right. That's literally what he made his way in the NBA doing was, was being you know, stealing the ball, breaking down the floor, and, and going as fast as possible. Back to where you brought up Kemba. Like, Kemba's up for a Supermax. Yes. He made the All-NBA team. Right. And I don't see Mike paying him the money because Mike is notoriously cheap. 
Yep. They should pay him because they love him there. Right. But again, another small market team that just doesn't want to be, uh, you know, put into a corner with one player. Right. See, now the, the problem that I uh, that I have with Charlotte going that route is like now they're going to be empty handed. Right. The, Without Kemba. If right. Because if they, go. Let, they let him go, he's, he's going to walk for free. There's no there's no there's nothing they can get on the back end of that to kind of uh, be like well at least we traded him for these picks and we have young guys no, they didn't, it's another start over they didn't make a move right, right? and then they got to draft someone like Kemba and hope that he becomes Kemba again because, in another four years right four right. or five years right. like and 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 that's a shitty spot to be in for them for sure uh they they should keep him because he's the only viable star that they have right now on their roster obviously it's not working right so like if the middle of the pack is always the worst place to be in in the NBA, right? Where you're where you're not getting the the, the top draft picks and you're not making the playoffs and progressing uh, as a unit, and they're constantly in the middle of the pack. So I think it would make sense for them to say, okay, like I guess we're gonna let Ken- Kemba go and see who we can sign in free agency if we can get but anybody. Again, they don't they're not gonna want to come there. That's if there's my point. No Kemba, Kemba's your only draw. That's my point. Just so, like Giannis is your only draw for Milwaukee, and a lot of players would rather play with. Like, look, dude, if Milwaukee can go for. Akemba, you know, get rid of Bledsoe and his big ass deal. Cause, right. and I like Bledsoe, dude. I like him a lot. I've always liked him. We yeah. so Clippers drafted him, but he hasn't fit in on any team he's where he's played for. Well, it's just, it's because he fit in on the Clippers really nicely as a backup. Yeah, right. But it's because he his jumper's so inconsistent, and that's just what we that's what we find. It's like, you know, it, it's funny because we we give Ben Simmons a lot of shit for not being able to shoot or not shoot at all. But is it is it as detrimental to have Bledsoe on your team who who shoots enough and will shoot threes but makes one of eight. Right. Like what is what's the plus minus on that? We don't really know. Anyway, I think I think they they really need to look at a ways to uh, maintain this group and then improve upon it. And I don't for Milwaukee or something. for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They they need to maintain this roster, which is a good roster, and they're gonna struggle to re-sign Chris Middleton. They're right. going they're gonna have to coveted. fight. They're gonna have to fight for other teams that want Middleton. There's other teams out there that will want this guy. He's a good shooter. He's a really solid you know, second or third option uh, for any team that's viable. He's an right all-star. Now. Yeah. And so I don't think it's going to be easy for them to keep him um, unless they just kind of play with the whole idea, like, let's keep it, let's run it back. But he's going to look. You know, he's going to look at oh, other yeah. options. They love players. Love free agents. Of course they do, man. Love free agents. It's the number one thing. Anyway, I just they, – they, they have to get more shooters around Giannis, right, because it's clear that when he clogs the middle – uh, they have the shooter. They need to have shooters around them, and unfortunately, their shooters failed them in this series. Brooke Lopez, as we mentioned already, Nikola Mirotic was a fucking ghost out there. He I played don't... one. He had one good. I think game one he played okay. Yeah, and, and they it. won that game. Right. And, and so you know they 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 traded for or they picked up Powell um off of waivers, and so did he didn't get any burn? No, he was injured the whole time. Oh, he was. Okay. Yeah, he never he never got healthy. Uh, and I don't think he would have played that well in the right. series anyway. I don't know what kind of you know what he would have been able to give them. My point is, is like the I think they can probably let go of George Hill to and and some other people to try and make some space. Uh, maybe they can package Brogdon and somebody and a trade to try and get somebody. But uh, what they did at at seven games, like we're talking about in a seven game series, it's pr- it it was pretty defensible. Like they didn't change anything. Like they didn't have any other moves to give. I, one thing I do know, Drew, is that we know for a fact. I think everybody in the NBA knows for a fact that Giannis is going to know his weakness and he's going to work on it yeah. all summer. Like he's definitely going to work on the yeah. problem and he's going to come back a better player like he has every single year. But let's not, let's not get away from the simple fact that Toronto played great defense. Yep. Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, right now, as of right now, Kawhi is the best player in the world. And I, again, I hate talking about this because it switches every other week. Right. You LeBron's know? not in the playoffs. Kevin yeah. Durant's injured. Mm-hmm. James Harden's out of the playoffs. And Kawhi's putting up numbers that are insane. Oh, he is. And he's playing both ends of the floor. Right. We're seeing how great that he is, um, especially defensively, man. I mean, it's so important, so amazing how well this man plays defense and how he loves to play defense. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers he's putting up are like Jordan-esque. Doc Rivers came out yesterday on first take, or it was today. I think it was yesterday on first take. They had Magic and Doc and, and a few other guys. And Doc's like, he's the he's he reminds me more of Michael Jordan than, than anybody else. else. And I think people took that the wrong way. No, um, it's a smart move for a guy who wants to have Kawhi on definitely. his team. Oh, I guess that too. Year. I guess that too. But he was just more talking about that. This dude's clutch and he's playing he's both very ends good. of the floor. And 
he's so valuable, dude. And just the simple fact that Toronto, after all these years of going against LeBron in the in the playoffs and in the East, and how they've come up short every single year and been swept, and like, and then Kawhi gets there with the with a bunch of just like think about it, dude. You got an old Marcus Gasol, you got an or, older Serge Ibaka, you got Van Vliet who's playing his ass off. He right stepped now. up big for them, big. Yeah, and we talked shit about him last year just because of his name and his look. And I get even it. in the beginning of these playoffs, mm-hmm. he wasn't he was not mm-hmm. doing this. And and honestly, you know, we can say, uh, you know, uh, Milwaukee struggled offensively. We can say Kawhi overachieved. Both those, th- those things can be true. And it really honestly, I think it came down to Fred Van Vliet. Right. Damn, that's so weird saying because because Toronto had a guy that you didn't expect to step up and did and was crushing. It was lights out. And Milwaukee just didn't have that guy step up for them. There was not a response for them. And they needed that, whether that be Brogdon or Bledsoe or Miritich or or Lopez or any Connaughton, anybody could have had that moment. George Hill, they just didn't. And so it's strange how, you know, in these series, it can come down to somebody as insignificant as we think as Fred Van Vliet. But he was so clutch for them. He took all the right shots. He was clutch for them. he, He wasn't passive on anything. Right. And, you know, shooters fucking shoot. Right. And I think we need last year. He was never Skeet Van Vliet. Dude. That's right. And we might might have to give him a new nickname for the finals. Yeah, man. So let's get off of Bucks. Let's get off of that series. One thing before oh, we go, though, me, my last little piece here is I think I think if you're Philadelphia, the 76ers, you should be pretty disappointed about what transpired in this Eastern Conference Finals. Because Why if, is that? if Embiid is able to play at a normal rate, they could have very easily won that series well, he wasn't prepared though now but not prepared or ill you know sick or injured whatever it is you look at the way that this both these series you know both these teams played in this series in the eastern conference finals milwaukee and toronto and you go man philadelphia probably was better than both these teams and they just couldn't better fuck than it. toronto yeah i don't think so i don't think so i think the right i think the right Toronto had to, they had to take it to seven and Embiid scored twice over 20 points. He's average. It was 27 a game. So I just, I'm just saying as a Philadelphia fan, you have to be feeling pretty bad about the fact that you brought, you probably should be in the finals, but you should also f- feel really good about next year because especially if Kawhi leaves, you guys are squared up to be pretty fucking solid if, next year. If Ben Simmons is in the fucking gym. And if, if Embiid, and if Embiid is going to get his life straight, right. dude. But that's my. I just wanted to say that. Okay, because I'm with you. I get that. Philly, Philly should have some perspective. And on you this. also had them in the finals. If I I'm did not have mistaken. them in the finals. You did, and they they clearly could have done it. I mean, without a doubt in my mind. So I think the I think the right team is there. You do? Yeah, I do. I okay. think the right team. Even though even though I had the Bucks going, right? I mean, I wasn't. I I just think. Kawhi now is finally coming to the forefront of everybody's all these conversations just because he's so not polarizing and like he's just so low key doesn't like to speak even even in in the media day today you know he's like I don't care about I don't want to be famous like I just want to have fun and play basketball play basketball and you know that might not sell sneakers or whatever but we're seeing just like how great this man is and honestly Drew we're going to get into the matchup in a second, but if this dude wins a title his first year in Toronto with this group of dudes, we got it. He's got to be in the convo again. Uh, you know, the convo of the 10, the 10 players that we're, that we're always talking about. Right. right. Um, we got to get into the matchup though. It's the fucking finals. Sorry, Bucks. You're not there. Peace. Toronto Golden State Warriors who have had six weeks off. It seems like, <laughs> um, before we start this conversation, I'm giving a shout out okay. to my girl, Dawn Raven. Beautiful, beautiful Hooper, a homie of mine. She said at the beginning, she has I, she has the proof. I have the proof. She said at the beginning of the playoffs, Golden State Warriors, Toronto Raptors. She called it. Nice. So I'm giving her a shout out. Good for her. Her her Instagram is at the Dawn Raven. You got to check her out. This girl can ball too. So anyways, NBA Finals. Yep. Golden State, Toronto Raptors. Toronto has home court, baby. They got the first two. They got home court advantage. So big. By one game. Literally one game. Ooh, and I think they're going to need it, Drew. I I think they're going to need it. It was one game. Toronto, uh, head-to-head, won both matchups against the uh, the Warriors this year. Toronto did? Yeah, so they're 2-0. Okay. Uh, I do believe Steph was out for one, at least one of those games. So, uh, And obviously, regular season doesn't fucking matter at all right now. Nope. Um, biggest storylines going into this, right, is Kevin Durant going to play at all. Obviously, he, they're saying that he's not going to play for the first two games. And so they're, they're alluding to the fact that it'll maybe be, you know, three, four, five, six, if it goes that long, maybe he'll come back. 
I, you and I both are squared up thinking that he is not playing regardless of how long this series I, goes. We both, he's said, out. we both said he's not playing in the NBA Finals. But I did see video today of him walking to the plane. Oh, he can walk. He was walking, but it was very ginger. Was it dog. CGI? It, do we no, know? Was I don't it know. Real? It could have been. It's I fucking mean, Silicon Valley. They can know. do anything, right? Silicon, yeah. Silicon? Yeah, Silicon. Silicon what was that close. South Park? Where they didn't have the epi- they didn't have internet. They didn't have Wi Fi. Silicon Valley way, eh? Yeah. Silicon Valley. Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. Um, but I did see video yep. of him walking. Okay, and so it he was, can walk. He can walk, but it was ginger. It was the ginger walk. Dog. Right. Like he walked off the court that night. Right. Okay. I don't see him playing in this series. You and I both believe that. People in the NBA that I've talked to think the same thing. Uh, I think Golden State is going to need Kevin Durant. I think they're going to be like physically missing him in this series. Well, so the other the other storylines that I think are huge are uh, the injury or the lagging injury to Kawhi Leonard. Right, he played through it. Obviously, he's doing just fine. Like he, well, he looked a little different, but though. he's been banged up since Game Three of right. this series. And and when I mean banged up, like it's uh, it's it's the it's the quad that he's had a problem. We don't know with. if it's the quad though. They don't know if it's the, the well. They're not saying shit the about quad. it, right? You can just look at the way he's grasping at his above his knee, mm-hmm. which is where the quad. Like you can see it. He's like rubbing it. And that was the injury from last year. That that kept was the injury him from two year. years ago, right? Years yeah, ago. exactly. So uh, I still think that, you know, obviously it's, it's nice for them to have some rest these couple days to, you know, give him some rehab and stuff Definitely. like that. But if if that pops its you know ugly head up again and, and they, they're really going to need him in this series to continue on this level of carrying the team. And if they are going to win, it's going to be on his shoulders like 30, like the same thing, 35, nine and five that he's averaging. It's the only the way they win. It's the only way they win this, mm-hmm. this series. Uh, but on the flip side, I also think equally important to uh, Kawhi's health is is Andre Iguodala Iggy. because Kevin Durant. We don't. I don't think he's going to play. We both think he's not going to play. So because of that, if Iggy cannot play, that that puts that puts the Warriors back even a little bit further. Um, and if he can't play, I'm not sure who's going to have to guard Kawhi. It may that be Clay. It may be Clay, and it may enough. be it may be Dre. Right, so it's going to be one of those two probably. Guards Ibaka. I think Clay would do just fine uh, against against. Uh, do you Kawhi? I think he, he can guard anybody. Clay Thompson's a hell of a defender. Um, he's not as good as Kawhi defensively. That's fine, but he's he's still a hell of a defender. Yeah, he can play D. And so my point is, is like it, they still have serviceable options, but Iguodala's specialty is like stripping the ball when guys go to the rack. Clay doesn't have that. Uh, and and when it comes to challenging, uh, you know, layups and and shots like that. Uh, Andre Iguodala is a better option for that and as Iggy well. And he came out and said, like, hell yeah, we need Kevin Durant because I'm 36 and I'm hurt. <clears throat> yeah. He basically said that. I can't be chasing Kawhi around the whole time. Right. There's- so we, either way, we know they're going to rotate bodies on Kawhi regardless, but I think his absence will be huge if he can't make it for game one and two. Um, and then we'll see what happens there. I still firmly believe, uh, even without Iguodala, even without Kevin Durant, that the Warriors should be favored in the series uh, because – Kawhi can try to guard Steph, but they're just going to run. If he's injured or sore, they're just going to run him through so many screens. I don't think that makes a lot of sense uh, for Kawhi to try and guard Steph. And outside of him, I don't know if they have anybody. Like, as we say always, nobody can guard Steph in the NBA. But there's nobody on that roster. I mean, Kyle Lowry is not known for his defense. Danny Green would be fine, but it's the same thing. Like, he can't – we've already seen Steph torch Danny Green several years ago um and that that shouldn't change so th- i think this is a really nice opportunity for steph uh because of kevin durant's absence for him to go remind everybody right like everyone's talking about Kawhi now we were talking about steph after he after they after his run against portland we're gonna i think steph is gonna take this moment to go remind everybody yeah Kawhi's good too but i'm two-time mvp I'm about to rep this. This is about to be my But never series. been a finals MVP. Has, and now that's yeah. what everybody's talking about. Right. Like, Well, the stage it, is set for him. It, it, yeah. This is your moment, right. dude. If you really want this, you know, and, and I, 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 you know, we talked today about it. And I'm just like, I don't understand why. I understand NBA finals MVP, Chauncey Billups said it, is way bigger than any MVP, any regular, regular season, season MVP. Yeah. Kevin Durant got the last two. Um, this is Steph's moment. And again, this goes back to. Uh, me saying <laughs> that in big time situations, Steph hasn't been as clutch as people like think. Um, but obviously, he's proving me wrong. He's pretty clutch. Series. He's he is very clutch. Yeah. I I want to see this is this is my call in the series. Okay, I think whoever wins game two wins the whole series. 
I want to see the adjustment after game one. Yeah. I think home court is huge. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the wave that Toronto is on right now and that the, the buzz in that fucking city right, right. now totally. is insane. And yeah. Danny Green came out and said today, dude, I thought it was wild in San Antonio. He said Toronto was off the fucking hook. Yeah. Um, their fans are insane. Right. Um, and I want to see the adjustment. Well, and so I think I think the first thing that we'll find out after the tip is uh, who starts who, right? Is Bogut going to start? Is Looney going to start? Do, does Toronto still start Gasol or did they lean on Ibaka? Right. Right. Do they go small? Right. Like, cause I think, I think their best lineup against this warrior team will be Ibaka starting Ibaka at center and, and Siakam, uh, Leonard green and Lowry. And then you'll Van Vliet will get in there and, and, you know, do it. And have thing. Gasol coming off the bench for, yes. if Bogut gets for when off Bogut the bench. comes in. Yeah. I yeah. like that. And, but I don't know if Steve's going to start Bogut and just kind of bang that way for a second and then flip it. I mean, it'll, the matchup, uh, thing for me is going to always be interesting. Uh, I think Toronto's team defense will be even more reliant um, for victories because Kawhi, as we said, is is a great one on one defender. But uh, Golden State, their offense is some of the most beautiful offense that's ever been created. The way that they run off screens, they're constantly moving. Draymond at the point where he's very comfortable running that top of the key. No team has been able to stop that offense. I don't expect Toronto to be able to. Uh, but on the flip side, they can certainly try and, and score on the Warriors, right? Like if, if Iggy's out and, and Kevin Durant's out, they're going to be hurting defensively. So I think that this series will be high scoring. I really do. I think if Toronto uh, can can keep Golden State within 105 to 115, uh, that would be ideal. But I think they can also, on the flip side, get into that range. So I think we're going to be seeing multiple 100, 100 point games. Who wins game one? Shit. Who wins I, game I want to one? say something that I saw today. I want yeah. to say something that I saw today because today was media day and everybody was allowed. Like Golden State had shoot around. They're doing practice. And, and Steph looks real, real comfortable. Relaxed. He's comfortable. Yeah, looks, he's dancing. So and, there's something about that too. Okay. It's a lot what? of finals experience for the Warriors. True. Almost none. Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard have finals experience. True. And Ibaka. Well, that's a, that's Outs- a few people. Outside of that, though, there's there's nobody else on that roster that is, that is as far as I can tell, that has experienced any kind of... I'm not but, saying it's yeah. a big deal, but sure. I'm just saying the the mentality of Kawhi Leonard and Steph Curry are totally different. I just saw him take... You know, he was shooting half-court shots like he always does, and he was dancing in warm-ups and, like... Just looked really relaxed, and good. I guess that, that and that's fine. That's, that's good. Your, that's his. That's his mo. That's his approach. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm with that. I think. I think. Mm. I think it's going to be a little nervous uh, for for Toronto specifically. I don't think Kawhi is going to be nervous, but I think everybody else on that team is going to be just a little nervous because um, it's. I don't think so. For, Drew. for the majority of them, it's going to be the biggest game of their lives. Okay. Right, and it's at home, and Toronto fans can sometimes get a little bit down. If things don't immediately go their way, I think everyone's going to be super hyped. I think they're all going to be jacked, but I think that there's going to be a little bit of like turnover. Uh, I missed the, sh- I airballed a shot because I'm too jacked and I, and I flew it two feet beyond the rim, uh, missing layups, things like that. Uh, quick fouls. Uh, and I don't expect that to happen on the Warriors. And I think they're going to be calm, cool, collected, do what they normally ready do. to go. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go up in that first quarter and then things start to settle down. You know, I think Siakam is the 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 X factor in this whole series. Okay, I think this is this is where we talked about him last year. Yeah, you were high on him. Yeah, um, I saw this year just how great this guy really is. And if Kawhi ends up leaving, they might have something really special mm-hmm. with Siakam. I think he is the X factor. I have it written down right here, and I want to see. This is why they picked up Marcus Gasol. Like I want to see. Something big, but he Mark. might be played out of this series. He bro. might. He, he might not. He might not get that many he minutes. Might. Yeah, because they, he's he's. He, he it, when they goes the, when they go small, he's liable. Okay, so then you go to Ibaka, right? That I mean, having Ibaka as your backup or your starter is super solid. Yeah, it's solid. And I think that's better than having Looney and uh, Bogut. Right. I think at that position, uh, Toronto has an advantage. I think so. I think Looney's pretty fucking he, solid. He is good. But what I'll say about this is like they can't rely on Van Vliet in this series to be the X factor. No. It has to be someone like Siakam. Yes. Because as much as you or can Green. as much as you can hope for Van Vliet to to do something like that or Danny Green to do something like that, you you kind of need your big guys like your top 3 
you need him to show up. So that means Kyle Lowry's going to have to score and Has defend. To. And it means Siakam's can't get his ass whipped by Clay or whoever the Draymond role. They those three, it's got to be, it has to be in my mind. Kawhi, obviously, Lowry and um, Siakam all playing well for them to take it to seven games. Because in my, I, I'm calling it. I think it could be it could be five or six Warriors in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I don't think. Give the, me your call right now. Drew. I don't think the Warriors. I, the Warriors may lose Game One because okay. it's going to be such a huge moment for Toronto. Okay. So they may lose that, and they and as I'm saying, that first quarter will be iffy, but. Once they start hitting their stride, Kawhi will settle them down, and, and I think it'll be a really tight game, but I do think Toronto pulls it out. I think the Warriors will not lose game two. I don't see that happening one bit. Uh, and then I think they, they, can, they can run it at home. I think they might win two in a row at home I and say have they the option to, to win it in five or six. I say, they, I say both home teams win first four games, and then I'm up in the air. I really am. I'm saying Toronto takes the first two. Golden State takes the next two. Right. And then five, six, seven, because I think it's a shit's going seven. I really do. Yeah. I just I can't call. I want to see game one first. Right. Before I call who who wins the title. Yeah. Because what what makes you think that it should go seven? Just because of how well Toronto's playing right now, just as a I think unit. They're, they're on a wave right now, and okay. I think Kawhi's feeling himself. Right. Um, I think Kawhi's realizing like how great he is. Right. Um, and yet I Obviously, and there was a there was a post today on Instagram where they're like, you know, pretty much ninety five percent of America wants Toronto Raptors. Oh, of course to win, they do. Yeah, which is which is you know, it's hard. To, this it's happens, a, dude. When every, you're a dynasty, there's always people out there, there is, that don't bro, want people you to win. The Lakers. I still hate, hate the Patriots. Patriots. There yes. it is. Yeah, they, they fuck the Yankees. Them. I get them. <laughs> it's hard to hate. Though it's hard to hate everybody on the Warriors. Like I fucking love Clay. I love his, Clay. His sound bites today were amazing. He's the best. You, if you hate Steph Curry as yeah. a player and as a human, there's something fucking wrong with you. He's the great person. He, he's just a great guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, people want to see something. Of else. course they do. I think Kevin Durant brought a lot of hatred with him coming to the oh, team. Oh, certainly. You know, I think it would have been different if if KD didn't come. I think KD is going to be super in his feelings. Uh, I think he's going to want to play. I mean, we we all know that he's he's, he's definitely going to want to play. Okay, so the, he's either traveling with he's traveled with the team to yeah, Toronto, right? So he's either going as the front as like I might play, right? Please still as, scout me, right? Yeah, okay, taking spend time yeah. looking at my tape, but I'm not playing. <laughs> Take into consideration that I might be playing right. this series, or he's he's doing it just to. Well, he was a part he, of the team. Wants to be a part of the team. I think there's there's team atmosphere, camaraderie. For for all we that we say about Kevin like being not liked, uh, you know, around the the globe, I guess. Uh, I, it seems like all of his teammates think he's a pretty cool guy on some level. They, yeah, they, they don't ostracize him no. as much as he and and Draymond. some teammates would get into right. it. It seems like everyone loves KD on, within that roster. So I would imagine that just being there in general for the team, for the boys, and for the appearance um, is all part of the part of the plan but i got a question for you though yeah um because Kawhi did you know did his damn thing all throughout these playoffs but specifically against milwaukee do you think milwaukee has a caliber defender of clay thompson or he's up for defensive player of the year yeah but they, yes they slight they play slightly different positions um in my opinion i think and and Giannis did a decent job against Kawhi, but it wasn't always the case outside of Giannis. Do you think, because obviously like the number one defender uh, is him for that team from Milwaukee outside of him. Do you think Kawhi really had that hard of a time against somebody like, cause we outside of Giannis, I can't really think of a really top notch defender that Milwaukee has not saying that I'm not trying to minimize what he did, mm -hmm. but I'm just thinking to myself, like, they have the Warriors assumingly will have Iggy, Clay, and Draymond, all three of which are better than any other option other than Giannis that Milwaukee had to throw at Kawhi. So that's just something that just hit me right now is I don't know if they do. I mean, Brogdon's fine, but he's undersized. Yeah, but Kawhi's been doing it against to every everybody. Team, every to everybody. Year. Exactly. And yes, Clay is a great fucking defender. Right. But like I'm looking at that other stat of where Kawhi's guarding Giannis, who could be the MVP and defensive Shut player of the year. Yeah. And he's shooting twenty nine percent. I think it depends again on the matchups. Is Kawhi guarding Clay Thompson? Is Kawhi guarding Iggy? Is he like who the fuck is he guarding Draymond? Because you know if you can stop, take the head off the snake with Draymond. If they're if they're, if he's going to be running the point, right? You know again matchups. We got to see what what the fuck is happening. This is why I'm not going to be sold on Game One. Even if yeah yeah yeah. Even if Golden State comes out and kills him, yeah that, right, kills him at all. by twenty or something. Right? Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I think, and, and it's so easy to say because we're not playing in the NBA, we're not NBA coaches, but it's like 
you look at the shots that Golden State gets, and it's all off of screens, dude. Everything, everything, one hundred percent, dude. Yeah. And I think if you can adjust to that, which is not is easier said than done, you know what I mean. That's the only way you're going to be able to stop. And like we've said so many times, Golden State can beat themselves. Like if they're not hitting their turning shots, the ball over, rushing shots, and that's what happened with Milwaukee. Right. If, if your all star players are not or player uh, all star caliber players aren't hitting shots, you're not going to win fucking games. Right. I mean, we saw early in the playoffs, Miritich could have hit, could hit shots and Lopez could go for fucking 25. Yeah. He and was quite as a church. Right. right. So I think it's, I, I, this is why it's so, this is such a weird matchup to me. It really is. I'd be, I, it would be easier for me to say, I think golden state. Right. Do you think that they should be favored? Golden state? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just for the pedigree. Yes. Yeah. They should be favored. Yeah. And you have Steph Curry on your team. Who's, who is literally coming off the same kind of series that yep. Kawhi just came off exactly, of. and I think even being, um, I mean, even with his uh, with Steph's Facebook movie, you know, underrated. I think there is a chip on Steph's sh- yes. shoulders that he doesn't let be known to the to the public, right? But yeah, I think there's a, the not having the NBA the the Finals MVP. I think that's a totally. thing, and he's he's <clears throat> always left out of like who's the top five players in the NBA. He's always left off that list. He should be on that list, right? But he always we, it's tough for us to put him on that list. It is tough for us to put him on that list because there's really fucking unbelievable players that are more dominant than he physically. Right, so it's easy for him to be under the radar. He's always been under the radar his whole life, and I'm not saying that he's under the radar at this point. Right, but for for things like this, I do think that he takes it personally. I think he listens to a lot of stuff, and he does a better job uh, than than Kevin Durant at just yes. internalizing this. Uh, but I do think he's going to come out firing. You know who's got, and you know who has a chip on his shoulder too is Clay's. Clay just got yes. got missed out, missed out Snubbed. on thirty one million dollars for not making the All NBA team. No NBA team, and he definitely lets it be known that there's a chip on his shoulder. Like, yeah, he's told the media, you think there's, you think there's four guards better or five shooting guards better than me. Right. Name them. And I think honestly for him, it's unfortunate that he had this shitty start to the season. Yeah. He didn't have a great, I mean, the first, we, we, we always expect Clay to, to really start hitting stride about two, three weeks in the season because right. he loves his off season. He does. Do and that. we love his off season. China Clay is but, one of my favorite characters in the world. But this year it took him a little longer to gain the traction that we expect out of him. Um, and, and because of that, I don't think he deserved to be an all NBA player, even though he is one of the best players. That's the, that's the tricky part about these all NBA awards too, is that it's not pedigree. It's not based on your career. It's based on what you did these 82 games, which is why it can be a little cutthroat, which is why I hate the NBA awards in June. And I also hate the fact that the contracts matter based on this media award. Like that's fucked up. Like the fact that Clay right. is going to be stripped of the possibility of making thirty-one extra more million dollars. Granted, it's you know he's still he's still good for one hundred ninety-one, but even one fifty. It's one fifty. I think I, he's, he's it's one ninety. No, one ninety-one would have been two thirty-one without. With, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's two twenty-one if he was all NBA, and it was one ninety-one if he's if he was not. I got to look at those numbers. I'm I don't think sure. that's right, but I believe I'm, 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 I'm sure. going to go with you on this. And so but either way, mm-hmm. 150, 190, whatever it is, he's going to be fine either way. But at the same time, it shouldn't come down to journalists, essentially, that that predict how much money you could make. I understand the reasoning behind that. So right? Who should like, vote? The players vote? I think the players, the coaches, and the journalists should all be pooled into like you go you go 50% players, 25% journalists, 25% coaches or some version of that. Mm-hmm. You cuz you have to have the the problem that I have with this is like let's just say you're a cynical Warriors reporter. You're a, a say Warriors you're Jeff Compton and you're writing. Sure. And you and and your your whole thing is like you don't want Clay to leave. Right. So you're so voting for Clay. I'm going to not vote for Clay so that he has to he can't get paid as much so that I can save my team money oh, and hopefully okay. keep him on my roster. Okay. Right? Like there's other there's other other motives here. And not to say that journalists would be that cynical. But shit dude, if if I was, you know, I think Jeff Compton might not have voted for Clay Thompson simply for a better shot at keeping him on the Warriors and building a team and being able to keep other people. So he, you could tell he was visibly upset too because yeah. he heard from the media. Yeah, they told him on they the told spot, him on and he the was spot. like, "Oh, really? Damn." Well, and you and I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how rich you are. Thirty million dollars yeah, is thirty million dollars. Absolutely. And you want that cake? So yeah, I think there's something that has to be done about that because it's it's a really big thing that's being decided by a handful of journalists um, that you know may or may not have all, all you know alternative motives 
uh, for, yeah, but players for voting, voting too for could be they, hating too. They players could. could be hating too. They could, which is why I think it should be you know some some right. confluence of coaching coaches, players, and 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 uh, reporters. That makes sense. I mean, that's the only way to do it because you can't put the fans in there because that's just no, a fucking nightmare. God, no. It's a nightmare. But it should be that I think, in my opinion. God no. Uh, but yeah, so that I think so. What, what you, you're thinking? Seven games. Toronto takes game one. Yep. Toronto takes game two. Okay. Golden State takes three and four. Yep. And then it's up in the air. Then it's me. a coin toss. Or fucking Golden State sweeps, bro. And like, and I wouldn't be shocked. So you have two possibilities. No, I'm not. I'm not going to take <laughs> my two. I'm not. What I'm going to say is I wouldn't be shocked. But I think fucking a. I think Toronto takes the first two games. All right. I, again, I'm curious on the matchups. I'm thinking in my head right now. Would I rather have Kawhi on Clay or would I rather have Kawhi on Draymond? That that's what I'm thinking. I think they'll put him on Steph. I, I think they Kawhi will. Why on Steph? I think they will. I I think you you don't do that yeah. till down the road a little. Maybe bit. Maybe like in the third or fourth quarter, or like in the in the I'm third think, or fourth game. Well, maybe in 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 crunch time situations you put. Them you on. put because I remember when they used to put a bigger guard on on uh, I remember like Chris Paul used to have so much like a hard, much harder time with like Cephalosha and like yeah. and Kawhi when bigger they guys. Put, yeah right bigger longer guards um Chris Paul could not shoot uh, you know he's you not Steph figure, Curry no. right yeah right so I would say we we uh, they figure it out first I think Draymond in the beginning is going to be a little more important just to get him off the fucking boards. You know His I mean? energy is going to be crucial. Forget foul trouble is going to be huge too. Yep. And we don't want to, you know, I hate bringing this up, but the refereeing, you know, we got we got to see how this shit goes. I think it was good though. Honestly, I think the refereeing in both conference finals was series was really solid. Because we didn't talk about it at That's all, what I mean. Like, was, there was no problems. Right. I didn't have any problems with it. Right. Which is, and which is what it's supposed to be because we're at the cream of the crop here. They're supposed to, these, these refs now that are in this, at this point, are supposed to be the best refs, right? Right. So this is good. Scott it's, Foster, Mark Davis, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fucking A. Right. Um, so that's what we got. What do you got? Yeah, I think Warriors and Six. Warriors and Six. Okay, Drew. That's yeah. a nice call. I want to say something really quick. Uh, Boogie Cousins sent LeBron James a card. Oh, a, for like his a birthday? Po- like a postcard. Yeah. That said, from the playoffs, it said, wish you were here. What a oh, fucking shit. dick, Boogie. Wish, you know, LeBron should send you one back saying, wish you were playing, bro. Right, for You real. know what I mean? Right. I don't know if he was doing that from just, God damn it. I, I hope they're boys and then that was I funny. I hope so, too, because that's. Because I kind of want DeMarcus, if he can play at all, I wouldn't mind having him on the Lakers. And so, and oh, yeah, so I, do want I, him. Hope, I hope they're boys. You do want him. I, I, I don't need him, especially if he can't fucking walk anymore and he's got right. a, a bum Achilles. You're taking for three mil. I, that's what I'm saying. I'll, right. give him, I'll give him the Brooke Lopez treatment. Three point five mil. Hey, Woj bomb dropped this morning. Mm. Woj bomb dropped this morning. Daryl Morey from the Houston Rockets said everybody is available for trades on the Houston Rockets. I don't think that's that's James Harden included. I it think, is not. He no. said everyone except, except for James, James Harden, Harden right. is included. I got a phone call from one of our you know friends of the show. Gold Net Basketball Sam, Sam with his conspiracy theories. Net. And he thinks, for whatever reason, that LeBron can get traded for James Harden and he could be paired up with CP3 in, in Houston. And I try to say, bro, that's not the case. That isn't how it goes. Daryl Morey basically just said, now I want to get rid of these fucking contracts. He's realizing now that, wow, I shouldn't have taken on the CP3 contract. Of a, who has three three years, $123 million left, mm-hmm. 33 years old. It's obvious that we're seeing... Chris Paul is not the same player. He's still very fucking good, but he ain't the same dude anymore. Right. So we're coming up with these trade scenarios, mm-hmm, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think that um you know the the narrative that's been that's been coming up is that possibly LeBron's on the block and Genie and Polinka and the Rambus family is considering all options for LeBron, which I think they they totally should be. Yeah, that's what management should be you gotta doing. Take on all options. Every every option. At you least can look do. at it. And I tried to explain to Sam when we had our forty five minute conversation today that th- throughout NBA history, every superstar that gets traded like reluctantly because it'd be a reluctant trade, you're still not going to get the value. Like Houston Rockets wouldn't trade. James Harden, a prime James Harden for well, LeBron James. What would their motivation be for that? Right. I just don't because, see that happen. Well, because James Harden is like the number one yes. player in the NBA, yes. right? Well, yes. Uh, arguably. Right. And, and you know, could be another MVP, could be back-to-back MVPs for him this year. I mean, we don't know. We don't, we know, don't know whose votes were cast which direction at this point, but it's still possible that, like, I, and I just don't see Daryl Moore. He's a smart guy. Right. He's not going to go, give me 34-year-old LeBron 
one and go ahead and take 30 year old right. James Harden <laughs> who's, who's averaging 30 rushing it right now who right. just set a record in, in scoring but and, again though like they're exploring options for Capella yeah. that, which which they should do I think you can get something valuable for him yep. um I think bottom line is they're trying to dump the CP3 contract and I don't think the only team, Drew, and I'm sorry, dog, the only team I see that would be dumb enough right now at this point to take on that deal if LeBron, because they're best friends, they were Lakers. hanging out to, yeah, would yeah. take that on. And and Chris Paul is is, is good. You he's know still good. Mean? He's still very good. He's still good. He's he's not the, you know, as you said, like, as you, as you said from the beginning, he's right. not the $200 million man. Right. He's not. And the fact of the matter is, is that now we don't have to pay, Lakers don't have to pay him two hundred million. Right. It's still a hundred and whatever it is, but it's more manageable than it was. Still forty million. Oh yeah, no, Fuck. it's a lot of money. Um, and honestly, like depending upon what we had to what we had to give up for that, I still think I want us to try our chances in free agency before we end up giving up True. assets for someone like Chris Paul. Uh, I think I think Chris Paul and LeBron would have so much fun together. I think it would be a fun product to watch on the floor. But if we're gonna have to give up, you know, Lonzo Ingram, you know, some of these young guys for CP, which I think and undoubtedly we would have to give up in order to get him on a, in a trade. I would love to still look at. I would, to be honest, I'd prefer Kemba over Chris Paul at this point. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of players that I would like to have on the team before we do this trade for Chris Paul. However, you know, if that's if that's what we're left with and that's one of our last best options, I wouldn't be completely against having him there. At this point, bro, all I want to see is good basketball on the floor. And if it makes LeBron happy and it makes Frank Vogel happy um, and there's some stability there or something like that, that's all I want now is stability. And then if if that's something that attracts a free agent, they go, oh, let me go play with Chris. LeBron, and then I can be the third guy, whoever that is, whether it's Middleton or anybody, really any free agent that would be like that would be attracted to play with, and I think there would be a lot of them out there. That would be fine with me. Who would you trade LeBron for right now? If you could, like, Anthony Davis, you would. Yes, Anthony Davis for LeBron, straight up. Yeah. Hmm. I would want. I would actually. I kind of. I would. Davis, I would kind of want something with. I would want Ant Davis and like Julius Randle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back, yeah. I want you back. Come, come back, on, come bro. back, Julius. Come on back. Nah, I. You know, because Sam, Sam from Golden Net Basketball still thinks that Kawhi could be a Laker. The only way that it would work is if LeBron's not on the team. I would trade. I would trade LeBron for Kawhi. Well, anybody would. Yeah, I would absolutely. Say, I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I would, would trade LeBron for Kevin Durant. I would trade LeBron for Kawhi. Um, I think that's a pretty sh Giannis, obviously, but that's not going to happen. James Harden would be fine. Yeah, I would trade him for James Harden in a heartbeat. But just, you're not those are just not that... realistic. No. Those aren't realistic They're unrealistic. ideas, right? And and Kawhi's a you know unrestricted free agent, so I don't think that scenario of of the the only way that that would work is as we we were just talking about briefly is it, they would have to Toronto would have to sign Kawhi and then trade him. But the sign and trade deals are so convoluted now; they restructured that with the new CBA. So I don't even think that's as possible as it is. Like, would you, would you trade? Would you trade LeBron to Houston mm. for? You have to trade LeBron and Lonzo to Houston mm. for CP3 and Capella. No, you wouldn't do that. Absolutely not. Okay, I'm just asking. CP3 Capella. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not trading LeBron for anything less. You're than, not going to get it, though, Drew. It's which historically. Is why I, which is why I don't want it to happen. So, so it just, it's just – I mean, Anthony Davis, I think that actually – you know, if that's on the table, I think that one might be the only feasible And then LeBron option. and Zion play together. Fucking like, A. LeBron would just I, – I He's just, not going to New Orleans. No. Not going to New Orleans. No way. Not happening. I say – and I tried to explain this to Sam. It's just you got to fucking throw – roll your dice in free agency. Luck is not on your side right now is because – I don't see the front office of the Lakers being able to close these deals. Like, okay, you're going to go talk to Kawhi with Kathy Rambis or Kurt Rambis or fucking Rob Palenka or whatever. I don't see that happening. And none yeah. of these top-tier superstars, Drew, and this isn't a dig on the Lakers. It's really not. I just don't see any of these top-tier free agents being like, I want to come here. It has to. LeBron has to be in the pitch meeting, and he is supposedly he's already. Well, recruiting. he should be because if he wants to be in the playoffs next year, right. we need him to be active in this role right now. And, and but most superstars aren't that active. Like supposedly he, he is. He's always been. Yeah, he, he's, he's always been. 
I mean, they, he was just having Memorial Day uh, uh, barbecue yeah. with fucking CP3 and Russell and yep. like Westbrook. Just, everybody was yeah. over there. Yeah, which is you know, banana, is Russell the new member of the Banana Boat Boys? I what? guess they can't find Mello, so they got to bring in Russ. Mello's somewhere else. Hey, somebody, else. my boy uh, Hector Martinez, who loves us, loves our page and our nice. podcast. He sent me a picture and he's like, "Yo, Lakers Plan Z," and it's a picture of. Mellow, CP3, Dwayne Wade, LeBron toasting with some wine. And yeah. they're like, yo, this is the Lakers plan Z right Dude, now. Dude, <laughs> hey, honestly, could be worse. It could be worse. Bring bring Dwayne back out of retirement. He could still go. He could still play. Go. He, and he definitely wants another year of, of trading jerseys with everybody and, and saying farewell. He definitely he wants another does, year of that. Dude. He wants more of that. Hey, but um, listen to this, though. The reports came out this week that KD and Kyrie both have bought homes in New York City. Yo. In the, or the greater New York area. Bro. Tri-state area. This shit's looking like a done deal. It does, but... I mean, people want to have pads in, in New York City, but... Kevin Durant put his place in the Bay Area Jeff, for sale. Jeff, well, first of all, Jeff Crompton. What did he to, say? Totally, just since he obviously knows the real estate Dismissed agents. Dismissed that. And, oh, he said, yeah, cool story, bro. Cool story. It's probably an investment move. <laughs> Housing prices are insane out there, so maybe he's making a solid. But KD also has a crib in Malibu. He's got a place in Malibu, and and, and you know, and he's got he'll probably keep his place in Silic- Silicon Valley. No, I Pro- think I think he's selling that. Oh, well, does he only have one place? I think he only has one. We up need there. to talk to the real estate. Agent. He has one up there. He has a nice little spot in Malibu. It's not big or anything, but I mean, it's not small. But it's a it's a nice spot in Malibu. His main residence is the one that is for sale right now. Um, and the fact that he purchased a place in New York, I mean, fuck. That's big. Both of them purchasing places in New York. I mean, if you're a Knicks fan. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. Either team right. at this point, you got to be like, well, shit, this is exciting. You should be hyped. Bounce back after losing Zion. Bounce back because you got two guys in your areas now that weren't there before. So One of them is ends up in New York? Yeah. One of them. Absolutely. Do you think both of them end up? On the same team, I yeah, I think it's I, I mean I I can't say that it's like a you know guaranteed, but it it's fucking looking that way. I'll tell you that much. I it seems like the Knicks thing has as we all talked about so for wild. twelve months. So wild, and then eventually they're gonna be like, yeah, you guys were right the whole time, the whole time. Right, we kept it in the wraps. By the way, everyone was right. And then you're gonna get upset when we ask you, are you going to New York? If you guys remember correctly, this is why Draymond Green. And Kevin Durant fought at the beginning of the year because we've been talking about this forever. And why? And why Kevin Durant like got really mad at the media like in the middle of the season, like didn't want to talk to media anymore. God, I can't wait for some bad games from Kevin Durant as a Nick. He's he's just, he's too good, bro. Yeah, he's very he's good. He's too good, but he doesn't have a. It's the same shit with Kyrie, bro. Mm. You're not going to get a better situation. Than the situation you're in. He's not. He will never have a better situation. Kevin, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant will right. never have a better situation than what he's in right now. And that's factual. Like, he, he, this may be the best team ever. Ever. It's very possible that this is the best team ever. And so, yeah, you're never going to get a better situation than that. And the whole idea of of him, like, leaving the Warriors, the only motivation that we've been able to come up with is because he wants to do it by himself. Do it, like, his own way. And by bringing Kyrie in, it's it's automatically going to set the stage for Durant to be like, yo, you know, I'm I'm glad you're tagging along, but this is my show. So this- do you take? So tell me this. He's so Kawhi Leonard is doing exactly what mm. what KD and Kyrie both want have said they wanted to do. Kyrie was very outspoken about wanting his own team and leading them and right. and doing all this. We're seeing Kawhi do it in front of our faces right now. If Kawhi wins a championship this this year, yeah. With his first year with the Toronto Raptors, who have never been to an NBA Finals before, Kawhi has to be in that combo. You know what I mean? What's the combo? The combo is being like winning, being your a, way, being being a goat. Well, yeah, he has yeah, to be up sure. there. Yeah, I mean, because when you look at his roster, like he's out and out the best, and there's not like a number two. LeBron you, did it with you, less. You can't point to a number two. Like out like a Scottie Pippen right. or a Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Like there is no Kawhi and or Tim Duncan. Or right. Yeah, right. there's there isn't the and. It's mm-hmm. it's Kawhi Leonard and then there's everybody else on the team. Right. So yeah, there's there's something to be said about that. Right. And you know, if if he wins it, then I mean it'll be Fuck. pretty historic. And I, and then oh my god, if he win like I'm so torn because I don't want Golden State to win. Right. And I don't want Toronto to win because if Toronto wins, Kawhi might stay in. He there- still might stay. I still, you know, as for, we've talked about it a little bit, I still think he's coming to LA. Uh, regardless of what happens, 
Uh, he's he's been very the only thing outspoken about anything that he's ever done is, is I want to come. I want to go to Los Angeles. And so, I brought this up too. I, ta- yeah. I talked to my boy about it today. He's been Finals MVP, won a chip with with San Antonio. If he wins a chip with Toronto, right? Mm. And say he says, "Fuck it, I got your chip." I'm going to bounce to the Clippers and I'm going to win a chip with them because we automatically will be in contention, I think, with Kawhi Leonard on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, say he wins a chip for the Clippers. He, you get three chips with three different franchises. I don't think that's ever happened before. Leading if you're the, you're t- if you're the leader of, yeah. a, of, of a team. Because put good, it this way, dude. That's if, a good question. If they win, if Toronto wins, it's pretty obvious that, that Kawhi Leonard will be the finals MVP for the Toronto Raptors. He would Raptors. have to be, unless Siakam loses totally. his goddamn mind totally. and, and just goes off. Totally. Yeah, it would have to be him. And then Kawhi, say Kawhi wins a chip for the Clippers, who's never won one before in our lives. Uh, that's what Kevin Durant's looking for, right. that that kind of team right. to win a chip. Right. So we'll see how that goes. A um, couple things really fast, Drew. The Clips and Drew stickers have been all over the world. Dog. Yeah. We were at the fucking Sydney Opera I House. I saw that. We were outside Sacramento Kings Arena. Yeah. Arena. We are all over the globe right now. People, everybody that we sent these to, slap them up, dog. Yeah. I want. I saw one of our stickers at, at my local Bagel Shack. I didn't put it up there. Nice. They know I go to Bagel Shack, so that shit was put up at Bagel Shack. Nice. Shout out to Bagel Shack. Bagel free, Shack. Free so, pub. So good. Everybody we sent these to, it's time to start putting them up, people. Okay? Continue to, as we always say, screenshot the show. People are doing this so much, Drew. It's I love fantastic. it. I love it so much. It's the best. It's the best. I love seeing us daily <laughs> in other people's lives. You know what I mean? Um, you got anything else? You got any final thoughts, bro? Yeah. Check out Chernobyl. Oh, is that good? It looks so depressing. Yo, it's 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 a terrible story. It's a it's not a fun Spoiler story. Spoiler alert. It's based on <laughs> it's based on facts. Didn't turn out all roses there. Uh, but it's a, it's really well done. I am deep into Chernobyl. I'll check it out. It is worth watching. Uh, especially with the Game of Thrones drought. Oh we're in my right lord! Now. Um, I got something funny to say too. Yeah, Check yeah. out Chernobyl. Yeah, uh, you uh, you probably know the ending to that. Yeah, just don't Wikipedia it before two, you watch the show. Two fun facts about Drew and I this week. I think I got roofied on Saturday night. Is that a fun fact? That's well, it's a fun fact because that's never <laughs> happened to me. And you're still here. I am still here. Right. I, I I lost about ten hours of my life. Right, right, right. I thought I th- I'm pretty sure I got roofied. Drew hit. Uh, a human being with a golf ball playing golf this weekend. I did. You said it was an, a small Asian man you hit. Yeah, he uh, was. Yeah, he was. Initially, dude, for a real, for a hot second, I thought he was about to be on the phone with the lawyer. Took a picture of my golf ball. Did he really? He did. What a shithead! But then I showed up, and I'm, you know, I'm six four. Right. He's like five seven, and I just like stood in front of him. I was very apologetic, and I just like didn't move until he was like, okay. So yeah, shit happens though, bro. Dude, it's a golf course. Did you I, say four? I yeah, you I, did. I crushed it first. I absolutely demolished this ball off the tee. <sighs> um, I drove it. You know, this is gonna sound stupid, but I drove it about three hundred and ten yards. Bullshit. I did, and and the guy was walking towards the green. It was a shorter par four, and it caught him on the bounce, caught him right in the leg. So, sir, whatever your name is, I apologize. I'm glad you're all right. Yeah, that was a first for me. <laughs> And I didn't go to jail. That's a good thing. Yeah, How do, you can't go to jail for something. I don't like think that. so That's either. Ridiculous. But I, you never know. Like you never know these, these people always have like lawsuits about stuff. You never know. Hey, shout out to Dash Radio, nothing but net channel. Coming back at you in a couple days, dude. It's the NBA Finals. That's what's up. Keep screenshotting. Keep doing what you do. We're gonna take you out with my boy, Quando Rondo. Who? Got no idea. Got no idea who Uh-oh. he is. But this is my song. Uh-oh. Came up a couple days ago. Quando Rondo. Shitty name, great songs, call forever. Drop it, Drew. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. We're ghosts. LeBron for Anthony Davis. Every since I was little, people change like the weather. But I'm in this for the better. I 
got your back to whatever. And I just hit up Eliante by the flamin' new bezel. Steady spinning, charges pinning, fighting all of these felonies. Gotta stay down to get the millions, what my niggas keep telling me. I swear shit ain't been the same lately. If I fuck up and go to prison, will I come on to the same lady? You ain't gotta say how you feelin'. I've been losing all my rights and I come straight out the trench. Fuck all these niggas, that's the business. Just don't leave out the pitch. And I can't seem to get it right. I put that shit in my wish. Forever trying to tell them that that's forever. Yeah. 